0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Oh, I love clothes. They're one of life's necessities. But you know when they go wrong? I mean, really badly, tits in the suit wrong. Well, we've all been there in some shape or form. So let's share and celebrate our disasters. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is My Wardrobe Malfunction podcast, a safe space where I talk to a very special guest about their relationship with clothes. We discover their comfort blanket, their burial suit, and obviously their most unforgettable wardrobe malfunction. Then, in pyjama party, it's just us. We've had so many brilliant stories from you, so thank you and please keep sending them in to help at mywardmal.com or find us at mywardmal. And now, let's get on to this week's guest, Dame Kristen Scott-Thomas. So where do we even begin? She's a BAFTA and Olivier Award winner who starred in dozens of films we've all loved. Four Weddings, The English Patient, Gosford Park, I've Loved You So Long, Nowhere Boy, one of my favourites by Sam Taylor Wood, and small TV shows that really didn't get the attention they deserved, like Bag. And we're about to see her in Military Wives, a new film out this week. Is there nothing like a dame? We're about to see as we grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors and find out what's inside. I am with Kristen Scott Thomas, who I've got to say has seriously has been one of my heroines. And you and dare I say it, Margaret Thatcher are my two female heroes. I can see the link. And you always mm. have been. And and you're someone who, you're like my kind of personal IMBD or whatever it's called for films. If you're in a film, it's guaranteed to be oh, good. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Okay, so that's where the arse licking stops. Yeah, okay. I've <laughs> understood. I'm bracing. I'm bracing. <laughs> First question that we need to get out of the way is what are you wearing now? You caught me short. I am wearing the things I went to the gym with. So I've got a. Very grotty pair of tracksuit bottoms.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a very snuggly cardigan. Green cashmere. On you. Is that cashmere? Yes, of course it's cashmere. cashmere. Come Ten on ply cashmere. Yes, it is. That is not cashmere. It is. You're lying. Yes, yes, it is yes, cashmere. It is. It's beautiful. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. I'm very pleased with this. And then a black T-shirt. And on a underneath. black T-shirt freebie from a film. Okay. That kind of thing. And um, what exercise do you do? What have you I go to the gym, I lift weights. So, so don't, don't mess I with me. I need to start. Doing mm. that, it's really fun, and it's good for osteoporosis. It's apparently. good for all the things that we need glasses for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not, as the case may be, and yeah. not a scrap of makeup either. No, I'm sorry about that as well. No, but you do don't apologize. need it. It's amazing. But I thought this is for it's sound only. Yeah, they won't, notice. <laughs> they won't notice. I do though. They won't notice. Oh God, I do. I notice. I don't like wearing makeup every day. Mm. I do, I I know I should, and people. Certain people in my family, i.e. my mother, would say, darling, you'll disappoint your public. Um, Mm. So I have to brush up a bit. But I don't don't really like wearing makeup that much. I'm exactly the same. Mm. I hate because I always, having, I don't know if it was the same as you, I never had bad skin. I never had spots. And it was always, darling, my father especially, darling, you don't need makeup. You know, you're too young. So for me, it's a badge of youthful honour not Mm. to have to wear makeup. yeah. It, yes, but it can also, it can slip quite easily into can't wear makeup anymore because you do have to change the way you put it on and things like that when you get a bit older. Yeah, you can't. Not you... suggesting that you're old or anything. Well, <laughs> I'm the same age as you. I probably <laughs> probably... Look quite a lot younger, but you're no, no, much are younger than me. No, I'm not. I'm, I get away younger. with quite a lot. So when you're walking out the door, what's more important for you: your hair, your makeup, or your clothes? It's just sort of the whole thing definitely not my makeup though so it's not the whole thing i have real issues with my hair i wish i had a different head but clothes i would sort of get along with yeah i quite like i quite enjoy clothes Mm. i like what you can do with them it's always my favorite bit of making a film for example is it really yeah finding the costume yeah and if you've got somebody good with you then you know it's just a joy but is it like sort of going to a, a couture house every time because it's all made to measure and um, yeah that's and you the, the watch problem. The, there the are there are drawbacks with doing a lot of films and having a lot of wardrobe made for you. Is that then it's really hard to just go into a shop and purchase something
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it, they rarely fit properly and the person will say, oh no, it's cut like that, and you say what. Well, <laughs> Yes, no, doesn't work. Mm. So you can get spoiled like that when you've had things made for you a lot. It's very difficult. But it's not like couture because you are going in to create a character. And very often when you're working with a really good costume designer, I've been incredibly lucky because I've worked with some amazing people, mm you do discover the character as you go along and you kind of, and they will suggest things or show you fabric or it's more creative. So then do you know, once you get further and further into the character, I imagine you begin to know what whether that character would like that floral pattern. Oh, absolutely. Or... Well, you sort of know immediately. Mm. Um, that's what's so clever about it is that they bring you a certain sort of spectrum mm. of choice. And you can sometimes shift that. Sometimes mm. when you go in, they have one idea and you have a completely different one. Mm. And you can kind of move them to yours or they move you, them to whichever's the better idea. But it can be really, really, cre- it's a really creative mm. process. I love it. But has there ever been any costume that you've said, there is no fucking way I'm wearing that? Yeah. Yeah, there have. I said, I remember saying to one, I think it was Jenny Bevan. On Gosford Park. I said, I cannot wear this. I was very in character in Gosford Park. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wear this. I look like an Olympic swimmer. Okay. I remember thinking that I looked too sort of... Butch. Butch. And was it a dress? So I've got very or was broad it... shoulders, and when you have straps here... Spaghetti straps don't No, they work. weren't. They were uh, wide straps. Spaghetti straps are a bit better than wide straps. Okay. But if you have wide straps, your eye is sort of brought that way. Yeah. And so you look even broader. But then you're lucky to have broad shoulders because that yeah, but pose you mean, sit better on them. Yes, in some ways, sometimes, but yeah. not when you're being asked to wear a dress like that. Yeah. So I refused. I dug my heels in. When did you first gain an interest in... I've always loved no, you clothing. Always loved clothes. I've always loved clothing. And I think when you've worn a uniform for, what is it, how many, 60% of your time, yeah. or whatever it is, you tend to go for them more. Yeah. Um, well, I did anyway. I, I remember... What, go for growing, a uniform? No, go or, uh, for, for clothes. Cl- like, yeah, making a statement with your yeah. clothes. I think, and people often ask me in France, you know, the difference between the way French women dress and the women, blah, 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 mm. exactly. Um, and I think, but the secret to that is uniform. I'm pretty certain of it. That we all have a uniform and people will try and escape from that uniform. So they are more adventurous. They, are, they do dare more. They're much more less worried about whether they'll be attractive in it or not. They want to just wear it. They I want to own it, I think. That is so true. And if you look so. at all the great British designers who have all, in my opinion, been so much more creative, maybe less wearable but certainly, like, John Galliano, but more creative. It's probably where it's come from. Mm. That's probably why. You're absolutely right. don't know. Yeah. Um, but I remember also, as a child growing up, constantly having clothes with other people's name tapes in them, <laughs> you know, cousins <laughs> and things. Mm. And we were lucky enough to have some cousins who were quite glamorous and lived in, in Europe somewhere, I can't remember where. And so we'd get these beautiful, which my mother thought were beautiful, and they were beautiful, a Audrey Hepburn. But we thought they were foul. We wanted Indigenous. red vinyl yeah. and you know, flower power. And we were given sort of pink tweed. Mm. You know? Oh, my. Did you ever have a rebellious phase? Oh, yeah, dressing? definitely. Definitely, definitely. What, what, when what I was that? about 16, um, my sister and I decided we, we were going to follow the punk fashion. So we did a lot of um, bin bags. And, did you really? I yeah. can't imagine that. Yeah. Cut all the hair off, this kind of thing. Well, you know, we'd buy all our clothes from jumble sales and mm. wear this sort of fifties cocktail dresses and, mm. and, and and stilettos and we, we had really good fun. It was such fun doing all that. You'd get fabulous things for two P mm. in jumble sales and everything stank. But you'd wear <laughs> it and you'd wear yeah, it, out at, lo- in lo- in town it. Yeah, lovely. loved it. Yeah. And mother was always really uh, upset about it because she'd say you could be you could both be so beautiful. And my sister's famously beautiful. And yeah, there we were wearing these sort of things, mm. <laughs> objects. But was your mum very stylish? Yeah, she has. She has. She goes through phases. Yeah, yeah. she has been. Like us all, I think. But inherent, inherently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she has. My sister and my mother both have this incredible sort of natural elegance because they're both very, very small and delicate with very long limbs and very thin sort of. And everything is sort of graceful and gorgeous. But don't you think you have that? No. <laughs> I'm a great big galumphing person. How can you of track possibly <laughs> not think, think that? I don't know. I just don't. I don't but there's what? another blog. It's about body dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. <laughs> because I would say, OK, maybe your sister and your mum had the long limbs, but then maybe you've got this kind of inbuilt class. This, And I don't mean that in a you know upper class in that way, but you have this elegance in personality don't know you yeah. can't really figure that one out when you're the you're the person yeah and I you know I would never never think about that something that doesn't really did you me. ever did you ever were you ever kind of conscious of being a great beauty no no I mean it's something that you got told yeah but it just sort of it lands and then Deflects. Yeah. I don't know how to explain you, it better. Did you disbelieve it? All right, just Yes, I disbelieved yeah. it because I thought every, everybody was sold out all the time anyway. Mm. So yeah, Every mother in the world is going to tell their they're mm. the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm. And I just thought that's what people said. I mean, the kind of insecurity of putting yourself out there must have been huge for you if you felt well, funny that enough, you were I the just, ugly duckling. Yeah, but I just feel so much braver when I do. Why? I don't know. Something happens. I think it's the help of other people. Or yeah, You're hiding behind what you're wearing, maybe? You hide behind... Well, you, you don't hide behind. You invest and you become that. But that's in an acting role. But let's say... Yeah, but I mean, even in, even if like I'm going to something... Yeah, if I'm going to something and you I'm wearing some beautiful yeah. thing from... Giorgio Armani, Giorgio, Amarni. Giorgio Amarni yeah. or All these Italians, Valentino. Yeah. Or, you know, one of those amazing things. You do feel empowered by what you know or you believe to be, mm. um, because people have different opinions, um, to be something that is a, a thing of beauty, and mm. you are encased in it. Yeah. And it gives you sort of... It protects you in some yeah. way. armour. It could be Just that everything that. <laughs> you're wearing now is your comfort blanket. <laughs> but with, you know, travelling and being yeah. on and off set and... Do you have something in clothing wise, or not? That well, you would I used term to. I used blanket? to. I used to have. I wouldn't say comfort blankets, but I have sort of things, mm. you know, that I have to wear talisman. Mm. So, like, is that one this that thing, you're wearing? Yeah. yeah. You see, so that's like a little. It's a dagger of my um, eternal on. wisdom, or infinite oh my wisdom. Yeah, and it comes from Bhutan. And is that something you always? where yeah I I, I have it and when I lose it I go bananas but I do lose a lot of stuff I'm very very because I I live such a sort of crazy itinerant life you know I leave things behind everywhere and you're always sort of taking things off Mm. and putting other things on and then taking things off again and putting and what I used to do for a treat is buy myself every time I did a job I would buy myself a present Mm. and that present would be either these rings they're lovely those um or i had this lovely just a plain gold nice thick plain gold bangle Mm. and about six weeks ago i took it off to go through passport through the bing bing thing and it disappeared yeah it's gone I think I must have chucked it in the. You know, you have those trays. Your bag is open. I took it off because I didn't want it to to ping, and chucked it in my bag. I must have missed. That's heartbreaking. I've I've lost every bit of jewellery. So I wear things that that you can't take off. I can't take off, and I wear twenty-four hours a day. Yeah, no, me too. This is what I wear with this thing, Mm. and I wore that bracelet like that. So these these are like loads of little yeah, they're rhinestone things, and I bought them when I did the three sisters in London. Yeah. And they're lovely. Yeah, they are simple, simple. Simplicity is the art of decoration, as my father would always say. Your talisman, your Chinese talisman, when did you get it? I got it about six years ago. My best friend and I went on this wonderful trip to Bhutan and we were in a monastery and these things were for sale and we're a sucker for postcards and Mm. and general gubbins and um, we each bought one of these. In fact, I lost one... And surprise, surprise! And she gave me hers. <laughs> oh, how sweet of yeah, her. And then you got something else dangling off this, her. Is that a brooch? That was like, yeah, that's a present. That's beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. That and came, I, that came from a junk shop in America. <gasps> isn't I'm it kidding? sweet? Yeah. Let me I have it's to put Victorian my glasses star. on again. So it's a. I a do little, love. Ju- I love jewelry. I just can't seem to hang on to it. Mm. Antique jewelry, I love. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. Oh, that is so pretty. So it's a, like a little gold gold star almost like a starfish, like a flower, flower, yeah, and then it's got seed pearls and a diamond in the middle. It's so pretty, and it can be a brooch or a pendant. It's all a bit bashed and wonky, and and I love it. Yeah, so those are your two comfort blankets. Yes. What has been the most, in, in roles that you've done, the most uncomfortable costume you've worn? Oh, that's easy. In a film called The Invisible Woman. Oh, about Um, Dickens. Yeah, about Dickens. We had corsets. Actually, no, every time I wear a corset, I love wearing a corset, but they do you in. They really do physically do you in because all your organs are compressed and your muscles don't work. Mm. So if you go for months wearing a corset, your back will go eventually.
0: Because, because it becomes because, so reliant. Because your abs don't, you yeah. aren't
1: used, aren't, aren't used, and it's really, really bad for you. I remember sitting in the hairdresser's once. This is a nice little anecdote for you. <laughs> sitting in the hairdresser's once, and Catherine Deneuve comes in. And she says, "Ah, toi tu fais un film avec un corset." You know, you're doing yeah. a, a film with a corset, aren't you? And I said, "Yes." How did you know? She said, "Because you've got huge circles under your eyes, because the liver won't work properly. So you oh get my. you get big dark circles and." So that anything with a corset is, I mean, there are certain corsets that I don't mind, to be really precise. The mm. corsets of the sort of mid-19th century are right, but anything later than sort of 1870 is a nightmare because it comes all the way down here. Oh, okay. And are they made of whalebone? I mean, do they make them made in made the traditional way? They're made of plastic or plastic, plastic, iron, iron or whatever. And some people make them better than others. Yeah. So. And how long do you have to wear them for on, you know, what's the longest you might have to be? Well, you could be in your corset for sort of 10, 12 hours easily. Oh, it must be hell on. Yeah. I would hate that, the claustrophobia. Well, I quite like it. I I love being held here. Mm-hmm. I love that sort of, it gives you a different way of walking, a different way of looking at the world. The, your whole attitude changes when you, your back is straight mm-hmm. and you're sort of, you're not, bleh, yeah. not blobbing all over the place, which I, I really, really like that sensation. But you can't really do it for more than about six hours without being in discomfort. So your waist went from what to what in the tightest corset? Oh, I remember we had a competition in, in Three Sisters of who could have the smallest waist, and I won out of the girls' dressing Ooh. room. <laughs> so how small was it? Oh, I don't know, it was something ridiculous, like 23 or something <laughs> stupid. My gosh. It's that must be really hard, wearing a corset in, on, stage. on stage. It's less time, it's not... It's, no, it's fine. acting no, it's on stage. Fine. No. no, something so happens I... when you go on stage. I don't know what it is. You could mm. do anything. Mm. No, the worst thing about being on stage is being on a rake, you know, when they tip the stage. No so idea that what see. that means. A rake is when they tip the stage so that the audience can see okay. birth I never better. Knew yeah, sometimes it's about this. That must it can be, be quite impossible. steep. So you're like, well, you're walking on a hill all the time and that really does your back in. Have you ever uh, had to do cool. that in heels? Yeah, 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 in heels. It's a bit like going on a down escalator. You oh. know, there's really slow
0: <sighs> travelling
1: yeah. walkway things in heels. I used to love heels and I still do. I I love the way they, they look and they make you walk and I love all that. And it just gives you a sort of bit more energy somehow, however. Yeah, you do, and immediately, it's like you say with the corset, your posture Mm. becomes so much better. And I do believe, and I'm I'm a terrible sloucher, but if your posture is good, it's one of the most youth-making things. Oh, I know, I see my mother, for example, has the most fantastic posture. A great friend of mine makes shoes, and he was telling me that that's what women wanted platforms because it made them as tall as and indeed taller than men and it gave them a feeling of of power of exactly power and that high heels do that and Mm. that's why women are addicted to them in terms of your own style i've watched most of your films but the one that i personally think um is and i might be totally wrong is most you is um The French film he did, it was French-speaking and The Bitter Winter's Chill or the... Oh, do you know what? I've never seen that film. Haven't you really? No. It's actually quite good. Is it? Yeah. Mm. But the way you're dressed in that, I imagine, is how you like to dress most of the time, which is kind of shabby but chic. Really? Is that right or wrong? I hated every single thing about that film. Oh, for (laughs) God's sake. Did you hate the clothes? No, come no, on. No, the clothes, I just thought the clothes were just, you know, they were fine. They were fine. But they didn't go with the woman who was living in that house. No, she could have been. She she needed, she needed she style. More, she needed a bit yeah, more, more Celine. More elegance, yeah. She needed a bit more Japanesey style. Mm. She needed a bit more uh, stronger shapes. Yeah. You don't live in a house like that and that dress modern, like that. modern, clean house. No, you do not mm. live in a house like that and dress like that. So how do you think you dress compared to the interior of your house? I think it's pretty similar, actually. I was just looking around. Yeah, it's kind of it's clean of lines, bits. muted colours. Yeah, but these aren't my, these no, aren't I, my colours. This is my, my house. My own house mm. is the opposite of this. Is it? It's b- super bright colours everywhere. Do you wear bright colours? I love wearing bright colours. Do you? More than anything. I love red. I love pink. I That's love for yellow. Evening. Yellow. I love yellow. I Orange. I love wearing orange. I yellow you have to ago, be quite careful with, don't you? No, yellow looks great. But it has to be the right yellow. Because yeah, you can't have mustard or anything no. wimpy like that. It has to be like a Strong. really good, bright Chinese yellow. I but think. that's for evening. But do you wear no, bright in colours the in the daytime. I've got a bright yellow. You go and have a look. Bright yellow dress that I wear non-stop in the summer. In the daytime. In the daytime, yeah. Yeah, but that's summer. What about winter? Oh, winter is harder. Come on, give me a break here, Kristen. Winter, I guess you'd yeah, winter doesn't really call no. for bright colours. Though, it's unless it? it's a puffer jacket, which is yeah. But I, I, I don't, don't think it does. Worrying. I think you, I think you probably get away with orange, dark orange in the winter, and dark reds. But you, you, you got to go with the grey sky I think okay you really want to mould into the background don't no you, I don't want to mould into the background I want to, I want to be complementary to the background <laughs> a lovely pink with grey <laughs> would be gorgeous but no but you know the, the, yeah. I, I just I don't want to stand out in um, jarring way mm. I don't mind standing out because it's just gorgeous mm. I'd love to do that it's my aim mm. believe it or not but the idea of being upsetting to people is I find that quite difficult I don't want to. Do you think clothes look? can upset oh, people? Yeah, people can. Yeah, offend, yes. Really? Oh my God, what is she wearing? It's just ghastly. I can't look. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've never thought that. of that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can offend myself. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Mm. Too so short what? So, have you ever done that? Like that? What, Kristen, was your worst wardrobe oh, malfunction? Well, you're looking like you've had a few. I have had quite a few. Apart from. One day, which wasn't really, it was because the dress was a little bit too big and it was very, very heavy, made out of beading, lots and lots of beading, and it just slipped and slipped and slipped and slipped and all evening. Was it strapless? Yes. Suddenly I realised my nipples were out. (laughs) (laughs) But that wasn't the worst. The worst was when I was in the Toronto Film Festival and I had the most beautiful red dress from Ciambasista Valley. And luckily I had a backup. They put me in. I'm thinking, yes, this looks so good. Right. We had to take it off for for another reason. I was trying it on. Take it off to do something. I can't remember what. Change the underwear. Undergarments. Pull up your spanx. Undergarments. Oh, OK, Incredibly yeah. Incredibly important. Very. What do they call it? The underpinnings. Mm. It's so that important. It's mm. uh, so important. Anyway, something had to be done there. And then, of course, we couldn't get it up on or off it got stuck because you know there's annoying little that seam around around the waist yeah. when it's a bit too tight yeah because it's a sample size and mm-hmm. you know you're a human being not a model mm. and you they try and pull the zip, zip up they try and pull the zip down I'm stuck in the dress basically stuck in the dress in probably a fat th- dress. five minutes before and yeah, yeah. and they had to cut <sighs> cut me out of the dress and I had to have the backup which is very disappointing because I really like that red mm. dress I love but, a red dress. Yeah, I love a red dress. The Valentino red. You cannot, yeah, it's heaven. I'm always drawn to red evening dresses. Heaven, that dress. Mm. Was there ever a time when, you know, most of us, I've certainly been through the kind of midlife crisis, which was more of a mental crisis as opposed to a physical one, but when you suddenly realize you you're invisible? Oh, God, yes. That was such a shock. When it's did, such a shock. Tell me about a shock. it. I think about five, six years ago, I really started to notice um, because of two things. One, you know, when I try, I scrub up and I can Mm. be, you know, remarkable. 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 It's a good thing to be remarkable. It's a very good thing. So that and being famous Mm. has given me sort of, I've got used to being taken notice of, Mm -hmm. remarked suddenly you 're not suddenly, 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 you go out in the morning and you can be dressed the same way. you can be wearing the same sort of thing, mm. you know brushed and the rest of it not not frightening, mm-hmm. and just be totally and utterly invisible mm. you no one takes notice of you, no one sees you in the street. people barge into you, people walk straight past you in a doorway people it's it's absolutely extraordinary how that happens if you're going to be remarkable now how do you dress and how is the way you dress changed from... well actually at the at this precise moment i'm really wrestling with my wardrobe because i've come brought a lot of stuff back from paris and somehow it just doesn't sort of work here I, things don't work here as the way i thought they were going to work and why do you think that i is? don't know Just recently, I've had a gear change again in the way I am physically. Okay. So my stuff that was great last year, Mm -hmm. my winter stuff from last year, which is fine, it just sort of isn't anymore. Not because I bought it when it was super fashionable, because Mm. I don't really buy fashionable things, Mm. but it just sort of doesn't quite kick it. And the one thing I am terrified of is I think what happens is that we get stuck in a f- in you stick to the style that you are most admired and recognized for for example in my case people love me and have a you know they've loved me in their strapless gowns mm-hmm. from things and they love me with my hair they love me looking sort of like a classic statue type mm. person or they love the sort of english patient white mm-hmm. shirt trousers type thing so every time i go to do a a fashion shoot, which I've sworn I will never do anymore again. That's what they put me in. They mm. put me in a white Armani shirt and a pair of pants, and so boring. Mm. Well. But what I'm frightened of is that you get stuck in that period when you were your most successful, you were most admired, and you kind of keep hanging on to that. You see that with women who won't change their makeup, mm-hmm. or women who won't change the length of their skirt. Mm-hmm. And things like that, and mm. I think that's so true. That's so dangerous, mm. and I really want to avoid that. Mm. That's what I am very, very aware of. And you're at that crossroads now. Well, I am. I'm sort of I'm, I'm wrestling of, a little yeah. bit with what I've got. It's difficult. I mean, I, I'm exactly the same, but I think I've kind of got through that now. And my, you know, because I got big tits, and when I was working with Trini, it was you know, Trini was the beautiful one, and I was always the slightly sexy one. And so, you know, my tits were always not out for show. But I kind of played to that. And now I'm way too old to do that. So it's like, what's the answer? What what do we do now? So what do we do Mm. now? And for me, I've gone completely the other way. I sort of cover up. And I'm finding I'm dressing in a much more masculine way, more androgynous, Mm. which pisses me off on one hand because I can't bear the way fashion is becoming more androgynous, and there is less definition between the sexes. You know, there should be women should be beautiful See, and glamorous I've and been, sexy. I've and... always been drawn to that. Um, I've got the opposite, mm. so I've I was always a sort of skinny little thing, and suddenly I'm not anymore. It's more difficult. I mean, there's one one piece of kit that I have great dif- that people have great dif- difficulty winkling me out of, mm. which is a Bella Freud jumpsuit, like okay. the Le Mans one. Yeah. Love it, yeah. won't take it off. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, that, that was the choice today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love wearing that, and yeah. I think it's fine for me to wear that yeah. because there's, some, there's a sort of humour in it somehow. There's something that is lighthearted in it, but you don't want to go down that road in a, in a too serious a way. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to wear a man's suit, for example, because I just can't carry it off anymore. I could do that 10 years you ago really but not think that I see I, I just look slightly borderline slightly so, evil evil master of the universe because I kind of had that in the back of my mind but I'm going to have to scrap it now I was thinking maybe I'll go to a ta- you know Savoir mean, Taylor you could. And, No but you think. No you could but why? not me because because you are womanly I'm sort of <laughs> I don't know what I know. No, I see. I I <laughs> think compl- it's not interesting. I can think completely the reverse. No, I think I'll look like I'm in fancy dress, slightly or in drag. Oh, oh really? Whereas no, for you, it'd be incredibly sexy. I don't no. like it. it. Looks butch. Yeah. Don't want to look butch. Okay, so the final question, yes, is how would you like to leave this earth? What would your burial suit be? I'd love to be buried in some sort of frothy, gorgeous piece of couture, you know, mm. a sort of princess, ball gown, queen dress. Mm. If you not, be but p- yeah, do I, I don't want to be princess. You don't want to be too mutton dressed as lamb in no, your no, coffin. No, 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 but that's why no. I said queen. Okay, queen. Empress. 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 But
0: Empress. not
1: stiff. mm a bit of Miss Havisham, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I kind of forget. I think about that. I, you know, I have thought about this now. Do you? I've never and thought I, about I it in my something, life. I think now that I would like to be in something which sort of is representative of a cloud, and yes, thereby heaven, something heavenly. But that's sort of what yeah. I was trying to express. But it's a, a, a net curtain a type thing. <laughs> net net curtain <laughs> type thing. Yeah. yeah. Or a bit yeah. of cotton wool. Nestling. Nestling. Naked. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you've been really interesting <laughs> and amazing, and I wouldn't have expected anything else. But before I go, I've got a little prezi for you. Ooh, Don't ooh. get too excited. No, I am. really Actually, quite good my, after I put my specs on. I am quite excited. So, just before I give it to you, I want to explain the method to this madness. So, you've mentioned that you feel invisible. And you flitted between Paris and um, yeah, yeah. London, yeah. which can be quite confusing, especially yeah. as far as crossing the road is concerned. Okay. So, with that in mind, I, know I bestow. It is. No, okay, try and guess. I think it's a yellow vest. Oh, you <laughs> cow! <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, bright pink fabulousness it is almost it's, it's a, a pink high viz vest just like pink high viz vest uh oh this is fantastic you'll never wear it but it's will, a, just a me. little memory oh my god please don't wear it out in public i will wear it yeah. in public oh. it's fantastic i know someone who's going to really like me in this <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I, I hope it fits. I'm sure it will. It is shaped. Have you noticed? I it know, is slightly it's slightly wasted. I know, it's ladies' version. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank You're you. It's been really Thank fun. you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I've had a girl crush on that woman since the English patient. And she was so lovely, so welcoming, so hospitable, made us tea and prove that there really is nothing like a dame. Again, thank you, Kristen, and make sure, everybody, that you go and see Military Wives. And now it's just us, and it's time for a rather special pyjama party.
0: Hello? Hello. Hi, Debbie, how are you? Well, I'm very well. That, that is actually a very familiar voice. I think I'd recognise your voice anywhere.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, poor you. Um, but you are so adorable to send in your wardrobe malfunction. And I have hmm. to say, I lit, my blood went cold when I read it.
0: <laughs> Quite. My, mine still does
1: four years ago. Is it only four years ago?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, will you tell everyone about what <laughs> happened?
0: Uh, okay, right. Um, I was in uh, Malaga mm-hmm. um, pre-Christmas on a company overnighter, mm-hmm. um, along with all my colleagues, of course. Uh, it had been a long day. We'd only arrived first thing in the morning, uh, crashed into bed at about one o'clock, uh, only to wake um, sometime uh, later needing the loo. Mm-hmm. So rather than put the light on um, and wake myself up properly, I just sort of felt along the wall um, for the bathroom door, um, opened the door and went in. Except one second later, I discovered I wasn't actually in the bathroom. I was um, outside in a very brightly lit corridor, just watching the door clunk uh, quietly behind me, um, which was bad enough in itself because it was one of those um, keyless ones, a card-opening uh, card one. Um, but not only that, as I looked down, I realised I hadn't put on the lower half of my shorts' pyjamas. I was just wearing a vest top. What did you do? Uh, Well, once I'd taken stock of that, um, what was I going to do? I was now locked out of my bedroom. I had no idea where any of my colleagues were. Uh, The only course of action was to somehow get myself down to reception, which in this case actually involved me pulling down my little vest top as low as it could possibly go. But, and holding it like a nappy between my legs. Oh, but didn't your and,
1: boobs then pop out the top?
0: <laughs> Thankfully not. Thankfully oh. not. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I, I was barely covered, as you can probably imagine. Um, and I got in the lift and I got out of the lift in reception. And what the poor receptionist must have thought, male, um, as I approached him, wearing what was looking like a sort of nappy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just handed over a spare key and then I had to go back to the lift, this time pulling the top down at the back to cover, oh. well, I don't know, the worst, I suppose, oh. um, and back up to the room where I just lay in my bed just going hot and cold, thinking about it until it got light, really.
1: <laughs> dying. You must have been... Just dying,
0: dying. And then dying. Going to breakfast and telling my colleagues... Something they said, "Uh, are you okay? And I said, something happened, something happened. And then when they sat and listened to it, obviously they were all in absolute hysterics. Oh, my goodness. Kind of.
1: Do you mind me asking how old you were when this happened?
0: Um, Well, when I'm saying colleagues, I had just finished work. I'd early retired. I was 55. Oh.
1: Um,
0: And I'd been invited back for the Christmas do. And weirdly, I've not been invited on one since.
1: Oh, no, but it won't be because of that, because they might get another no, story out no, of you. No,
0: definitely, definitely not, but 55, yes, and should oh.
1: know better. All right, my darling one. Well, listen, Debbie, you, you are so sweet to um, tell us about this, and um, keep listening.
0: I will keep listening, and I'll keep telling people, too.
1: OK, you're fantastic. All right, my love, thank you so much.
0: OK, no All right. problem. Take thank care. You. Big kiss.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And guess who's back? It's Will and Ben from the band Duo. Oh, my goodness, you are amazing. But I've noticed... That you, I mean, you play like that, but you don't have picks, but you have these extraordinarily disgusting long <laughs> nails. How do you grow them so long?
0: Well, you have, to, you have the joy of going to a nail bar and getting acrylics put on. What? It's always fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. How embarrassing is that? Walking into a nail bar.
0: Yeah, you're probably, you know, you're the only guy in there, obviously. So you do bring your guitar just to make sure everybody know is because you're a guitarist. You only get one hand done. They give you like it's exactly like weird. if you've got five picks, <laughs> so you can do five more. You know, five let's see how strong are they. Yours, oh, they are have yours come off? I've actually they got are literally. I've actually got
1: at the Do you get really sore nail beds
0: from playing? No, no. Yes, but no, no. What happens is every time you take them off, they sort of they pull off a little bit more of your nail every time. So, but,
1: but, yeah, no, I know that. But it's like it must. It's like the pressure on your nails from playing, or do you just get so used yeah, to it? Oh, no, you're, you're used to it now.
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all right.
1: So you go to the nail bar, you have them done. Do you have to maintain them at all?
0: Usually they're pretty solid, so they take a little bit of maintenance, but generally they they're just unbreakable, which is why we use them. So yeah. yeah got, very easy You've to keep. got to file them as a grow, basically. Because otherwise you, you have got to with, file the bloody talons.
1: So is that something you, do you have to take a nail file with you everywhere?
0: Yeah, I've got to get the nail, you know, the, the nail file, get the nails in shape. You know, basically, your sound depends on the shape of your nails, so, you know, it's quite Is it really? Because, yeah, yeah. It's pretty important, yeah. So I'll...
1: that is your comfort blanket. You can't go anywhere I without your nail file. You can't go anywhere
0: without a nail file. Correct. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and I'll file it anywhere. As I'm well. on the bus, in the car, on the train, I don't really mind. Yeah, get those nails out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh. That's nearly it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, keep it under your hat. And if you have, please rate and review, then scale the nearest convenient peak and shout it from the hilltops. Before we go, one final huge thank you to Kristen for joining us. And last but not least, to you for listening. Now, let's hand over to the dazzling duo to play us out. Catch up with you soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed.